Live from Gross Point, Michigan, it's time for the number one radio show in the private service industry, where private service professionals can discuss topics that pertain to their industry. And now, here is your host, DEMA National President, Matthew Hack. Hello and welcome back to DEMA Live. DEMA Live is a radio interview show for the private service industry. The purpose of the show is to bring together private service professionals, vendors, principals, and agencies to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. DEMA Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Managers Association, a professional trade association intended to serve those that serve others. You can find our website at domesticmanagers.com. If you're listening to the show live on the Blog Talk Radio website, you can log into the Blog Talk live chat service where you can live chat comments with other listeners and submit questions online. During the show, you can also text questions that you might have to 313-404-3998. Once again, that number is 313-404-3998. If you can't catch our show live on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, or if you'd like to listen to previous episodes, the shows are available as podcasts on blogtalkradio.com and also on iTunes podcast series. If you're listening to the podcast replay of the show, you can leave comments in the comments box at the bottom of the page. My name is Matthew Hack, and I am the president of the Domestic Estate Managers Association. And today, I'll be your host. I'm joined by my special co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in the New York area. On today's show, DJ and I will be joined by Mr. Gary Cockrum. Gary is the recipient of the DEMA 2015 Private Service Professional of the Year Award and currently serves as Scottsdale DEMA Chapter President. Gary has worked in the private service industry for more than 20 years and is well regarded in the private service industry. Today, DJ, Gary, and myself are going to be discussing how one can leverage DEMA as an association to help them propel their careers in the private service industry. DJ, let me start by welcoming you to the show. Anything newsworthy on the private service uh, front this week? Hi, Matt. Great to be back again. I got to tell you, I am so excited about this week's topic that I think we should just jump straight into our show because we have got so much good stuff coming up. So let's get right into it, can we? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that being said, I guess that brings us to the introduction of our uh, guest today. Gary, welcome to the show. Good morning, all. Honored to be here. Thank you, DJ and Matt. You're more than welcome. We, uh, We appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Uh, Last month, we began what we plan will be a series of interviews with individuals who are currently working in the private service industry, and we'll be discussing topics that that the association feels would benefit other private service professionals. During those interviews, um, we will be talking with those private service professionals, and the first one that we spoke with was Roger Kushwa, who is an estate manager in Connecticut and also the New York chapter president. And we spoke about the importance of good email etiquette when working in the private service industry. So I thought we could do today is continue this series with you, Gary, by having a discussion regarding your thoughts on professional development and how being involved with a professional association like DEMA can help grow your career. I love it. All right. Sounds good. Well, Gary's been a member of the Domestic Estate Management Association now for 
for actually about seven and a half years, correct? Correct. All right. And uh, so with that being said, why don't we go ahead and start off and, and tell us a little bit about how your career in the private uh, service industry started. Well, first and foremost, I was fortunate enough to uh, to meet yourself and, and Mike um, in uh, in 2008. We determined uh, at a restaurant in Orlando, Florida, to determine if there was a need uh, in the in the Orlando area and if we felt we could uh, launch a chapter. And so we started our relationship there, and and, uh, and I'm glad we did. Um, on to my career story. I, I started in the hotel uh, restaurant industry at a very early age of uh, of about 16, maybe even a little younger than that, um, and at a very high-end uh, hotel by the name of Inn at Mill River in Stanford, Connecticut. And that, um, that hotel was visited uh, by the likes of Donald Trump and Vince Camuto of Nine West Shoes, and, and the list went on, and, and I was uh, – I was a bellman in Valet Parker, and I gained a very good relationship with a lot of the uh, ultra-high network individuals that visit frequented there, uh, the, the French restaurant on Friday and Saturday evenings and, and getaways from time to time. And and then uh, it, it started trending into, well, Gary, uh, you know, great relationship. Start, why don't you go fuel the car? Why don't you go ahead and and get it washed, and next thing you know, I'm working on their yachts, and, and I'm being invited to work private events at their at their private homes as valley parking and, and, and catering and et cetera. So, so I was I was around that, that culture, uh, you know, starting then. And, and then uh, because of my love of the hotel industry, um, I went to Johnson & Wales University and uh, minored in uh, hotel restaurant management and majored in uh, hospitality management and graduated with a bachelor's degree uh, from there. And while I was in Johnson, Wales, I, I did some sideline catering uh, at a lot of uh, ultra high network individuals, private homes in, in Rhode Island and, and Massachusetts and continued working in that environment. Um, and then left the hotel industry for a bit and, Surprisingly enough, got into the family entertainment center industry and uh, really honed in on my skills of, of event planning and started a bar and bar mitzvah uh, um, kind of a line of business for the FEC that I was part owner in in Stanford, Connecticut, and uh, grew that to be the largest uh, private bar and bar mitzvah uh, event venue uh, in, in in the tri-state area, uh, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Um, and and then uh, I skipped actually. When I graduated from Johnson Wales, I I worked for Silver uh, Westchester Hotel in White Plains, New York, and and I had an individual who um, rented the presidential suite for three months at a time in the summer. And he offered me a position to be his estate manager in Beverly Hills. And, and uh, I did not take the position, but I kept that in mind and said, I think I'm going to get into that industry officially one day. And uh, before you knew it, uh, Johnson Wales had contacted me and a family from Winter Park, Florida, was looking for an estate manager and chef de cuisine for their three homes in Florida. 
and that was my first official gig, if you will, in the domestic industry in, in 1999. All right. So what you're saying is you're kind of like a seasoned professional now, right? I I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So now I'm going to really test your memory, and we're going to find out uh, – find out how good your uh, your mind is still working. How did you come to first discover DEMA? Well, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, actually, um, I believe it was yourself or, or Mike that found me uh, through LinkedIn, and then we agreed to have a meeting in 2008 in Orlando uh, while I was uh, an estate manager uh, in that area in Winter Park. And uh, the meeting was to to give me an idea of uh, what you guys were all about and what the association was all about, what the future was. And it became very exciting to me um, because I was an individual who I think was kind of early on. I mean, although this industry has been here since the beginning of time, but early on before a lot of the formally trained schools were, were really out there or were really prevalent in advertising themselves. So we determined uh, we determined that there was a need in Orlando. Uh, there was enough PSPs. There was enough ultra-high network individuals. And so we decided to uh, we decided to launch a chapter. And I took on the position as uh, chapter president for uh, for the Orlando uh, Florida chapter. That's a great story, Gary. Matt, I was just thinking maybe some of the folks who are listening today um, are not that familiar with what the Domestic Estate Management Association is. And I was just wondering if maybe you could take a couple of minutes and tell us about the association, how it came to be, its history, and, and some of the background related to, uh, to DEMA. Man, you want you want to hear a, a long a long story? Well, I'm not going to make it a long story, but uh, <laughs> I, can, I can certainly do a quick refresher. Um, DEMA was founded eight years ago. Um, the other co-founder, Michael Wright, and myself were running, uh, at the time, a 100% referral high-end cleaning company. And uh, we began entering into the homes of very uh, wealthy, famous, and powerful individuals. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, having younger employees uh, working, going into these homes, it can be a little overwhelming entering into these these new situations where, you know, you're walking in and you've got a, a 21 year old that's walking into a garage that's got three Ferraris and a Bentley and, and they're wondering, Oh, I wonder what celebrity or, or person works here. So when we first started doing work in these estates, our technicians were very excited because of course they, they knew they were going to get to meet some celebrities and professional athletes. And so you can only imagine their disappointment when they would return back to the shop and, they would let me know that, you know, they didn't get to meet the person that lived there. Uh, instead, there was some other guy or, or gal that was there telling them what to do and, and how they wanted it done. So um, with that being said, it was it was very eye-opening experience. And Ashley um, gave, uh, presented Mike and I with the opportunity uh, that, that we felt we, we would have as far as being able to learn more as a vendor about the private service industry, who were these individuals that were working in homes at the time. Uh, a lot of the people that we were talking with, um, they didn't even have a title. So, you know, when we talk about estate managers or house managers, um, when you would ask these people what their title was, they would just say, I don't know, I just work here at the house. 
So I'm sure that might sound familiar to to to, to some people out there. Um, but uh, as we began talking with these individuals, though, um, we started doing uh, some uh, quality assurance checks. And so when we started doing the quality assurance checks, I would call back uh, the private service professional and I would ask them, hey, you know what, we're, we're interested in learning more about what you do and, and what you do for your client. Um, can we take you out for dinner? And imagine their 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 shock and 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 surprise when someone was offered to take them out for dinner. And so we went ahead, we started doing that, and then as we as we started doing that, a lot of the private service professionals would would tell us that they had never met another private service professional, and that was a shock to us because here you have a, a usually the these homes are are next to each other, they're you know they're on a lakeshore drive or something like that. And it was amazing that, that these people wouldn't have never met someone else that does what they do. And so we began to provide a platform for private service professionals here in, in, in Detroit on a local level. Um, and we started taking them out for dinner. So let's, for example, say I would take DJ and Gary. I'd take you guys out for dinner. I'd sit back and I'd just listen to you guys tell stories and talk about some of the difficulties that you were having and some of the successes. And it was awesome because – we were able to learn so much about the industry. And while we may have never performed the actual duties of a private service professional, here we were, we were getting the inside scoop on what you guys went through on a daily, uh, a daily basis and some of the difficulties and some of the things that you wish um, would, would have been out there for you. And that's where DEMA really came about was, you know, we wanted to provide a platform for uh, of education and networking for the private service professionals not only here in Metro Detroit, but throughout the world. So that's kind of uh, the backstory of how we how we uh, how we got our start, and uh, the rest is history. That's really insightful, Matt, because I know from my experience growing up through the private service industry that I had oftentimes felt sort of isolated. And it's really amazing that you guys were able to recognize that need, and have really stepped up to develop an association to meet that need. And kudos to you for that. I think I know Gary and I will both attest that the association has uh, been really exciting to be a part of over the last few years. But what I was thinking about, too, was just how even as I've listened to both of your stories, how very oftentimes as someone who gets involved with private service uh, really grows into that career as like Gary was saying, somebody who was parking the cars or someone who was cleaning the yacht or for you, Matt, someone who was cleaning in the houses and I know that uh, from a lot of the private service uh, professionals that I've spoken with over the years, they've never really had any formal training to grow into this industry. And Gary, I was just curious to know maybe if you could talk a little bit about how DEMA has maybe helped you in your professional development and as you've built your skills over the years and, and just kind of your, how that's helped you over the years. Well, I mean, most definitely it has been a DEMA has been a key part to all of that. Um, I mean, it's definitely true. A lot of people fall into service. And, you know, to get into into service, you're doing this two ways. You're starting it in an industry like the hotel industry in a high-end sense, which gives you the the crossover um, skills, if you will. I was a restaurant manager. That gave me my food and beverage. Uh, I was an assistant director of housekeeping. That gave my housekeeping and then I was a front office manager, which gave me my concierge, my 
my transportation, my bell staff, my recreational, the reservation, you know, all of those things that tie into that department. So you're, you're either starting there and crossing over into the industry or you have the opportunity, if you have the time and the money, to go ahead and now, you know, um, enter into one of these domestic schools like Charles McPherson and, and the likes, um, and to go ahead and, and enter the industry uh, uh, that way. Um, you know, uh, housekeepers, chefs, nannies, caretakers are a lot more prevalent in a global sense in our industry than us household managers and estate managers. Um, and so often the, these housekeepers, chefs, nannies, and caretakers are tasked into doing some of the household management. Uh, uh-huh. So so to be able to be part of an association like DEMA, if you, if you don't have the time and money to enter a school, and even if you do thereafter, is just, valuable because the chapter meetings, the regional workshops, and convention are all about networking with the right people who have umpteen years of experience in the industry. It's all about surrounding yourself around the right vendors who serve our industry properly uh, and, and the vendors that we vet through DEMA to make sure that they are the proper vendors. And then, of course, the education, education, education that these that the chapter meetings themselves provide. Because I know when, when I uh, have a vendor as a host, the main thing that they're doing besides marketing their company is picking a topic based on their expertise and how are they educating us uh, on what they're experts at. Uh, in education in a way that a household manager and a state manager needs to know about that industry. Uh, and then, of course, the regional workshops and convention is a no-brainer because it's just all about the right professionals in front of the room um, uh, educating us. You know, I, I think that this is this is such a, uh, a relevant topic because we get this so much, um, you know, on individual phone calls. So, I, I think it's really important, and, and I appreciate, Gary, you taking the time to be on the show today because um, I, I've known you uh, from, from almost the onset of DEMA. Um, we've always had visions and goals of where DEMA was going to go and how it was going to end up. And, you know, some of those goals we shared uh, at, that, at that meeting, at that dinner meeting uh, there in Orlando uh, seven years ago. So um, some of the one of the things I'd like to, for you to share is, I mean, you're hitting on some of the topics of, of what we always talk about, right, as far as, you know, networking and conventions and conferences and all the education that you get. But I was hoping that maybe we could go even a little bit further in depth as far as maybe you you explaining um, and, and, and letting others know that are maybe coming into this industry um, and they want to know what, what are some of the things starting out that you learned from mistakes uh, that you may have made along the way, and and how how might DEMA have been able to help uh, um, prevent prevent those mistakes? Well, first and foremost, in a comical way, not to work for disrespectful principles that really never deserve my dedication and loyalty. <laughs> so, and, and unfortunately, there's lots of them out there. Uh, 
and 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 they don't deserve us. So, and and since then, obviously, I've, I've learned, but those situations have have actually helped me grow and and how to deal with some some really sticky situations. So I'm happy I was there, uh, and, and I'm even more happy of where I'm at in, in my career because of uh, of the things that I've learned and, and because of DEMA and uh, and because of just being fortunate enough to to grow myself and gain notoriety and, and build my resume and, and create the correct resume through through resources of DEMA. Um, but some other things too I think are very important is 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 the interview process. Um, uh, a as I mentioned to have the right resume to market yourself correctly. Um, you know and, and, and Donna Shannon has been a great resource for for us DEMA members on that. Uh, and to equally interview the principal as much as they interview you to make sure that the chemistry and the fit is absolutely right, not just what the job description states. Also to understand if there is a family office, if there is, uh, to understand the, the, the culture uh, and the chemistry of the family office or of the corporation. Because I will tell you, if there's not a family office, you will have crossover dealings with the principal's corporate office. And how is that chemistry going to be? What is that culture like? And I'm here to tell you that if the chemistry is not right there and the culture doesn't meet your style of management, um, it gets a bit hairy. It gets a bit tricky. Uh, and it, it, it could become the downfall of, of, uh, of your, your happiness and professional advance. So, I think I get back to the interview process. I think formulating and asking the right questions in the interview process is absolutely key, uh, not just to go over the job description. Obviously, that's very important, but to dig deep on that uh, and really, really understand and get to know that, that it's the right chemistry and it's the right culture for you, for the principals in front of you, and their family office and or and or corporate environment. Gary, I was just reflecting on a couple of the things that you've just been saying and one of the things that I think about and I know that you come from the hotel background, but a lot of uh what we do is effectively run a hotel for a private family in many ways because there are so many parallels between food and beverage and the housekeeping department of a hotel and the the valet services and all of the things that we as estate and property managers do is effectively just run a big hotel for a private family. And I know that that requires a whole bunch of different skills because here suddenly you're one person trying to take on all of these different departments. Whereas in a hotel, you'd have a whole bunch of people that would be doing all these different things. And so I know that even as you were talking about dealing with your principal and and the, the kinds of things that you were learning from your mistakes in the past. One of the things that I certainly have appreciated in being involved with the association is the amount of networking that I've been able to do. And I thought maybe you could just share with us like some of your thoughts on maybe people that you've met or the networking process or just some of the ways that making connections through the association 
uh, has benefited you? Because I know a lot of people who work in private service can feel sort of isolated, sort of like Matt was talking about earlier in the show. So what, what would your thoughts be on that? Oh, the, the networking is just invaluable. Um, I mean, DEMA itself is invaluable. I'll give you some, for instances, I, I had to go ahead and entertain royalty at one of my uh, positions, and I uh, really was not well-versed in that. So I picked up the phone and spoke to Matt and Mike, and the next thing you know is I'm, I'm speaking to a woman who wrote a book on protocol of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the bottom line is uh, if you have a need, you could reach out to those in DEMA, and I will guarantee you, you will find the best of the best in that category or subject matter. Uh, Another prime example, I just relocated to Scottsdale, Arizona, not even a year ago, okay? I was tasked to restaff this home and create new positions, uh, a new chef, a new nanny, a new executive housekeeper, uh, a new PA for my uh, principal. And all of that was successfully done and with the savings of a tune of $150,000 to my principal because of DEMA. So if that doesn't speak volume, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Matt, I had a, a quick question for you. Last year, I know at the convention, Gary was uh, given the award of as the Private Service Professional of the Year, and that's a real honor. I was just curious if maybe you could share with our listeners a little bit about the awards that the association recognizes and and how one would win the Private Service Professional of the Year award and, and kind of how that program works within DEMA. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, this is a really, um, this is a really important part of DEMA in, in both Mike's and my uh, eyes. Um, we always wanted to be able to create a platform that would allow PSPs to recognize their peers for accomplishing great things in their field. Um, as you know, you know, the private service industry is a very private industry, obviously, because it's in the title. Um, but, you know, the exclusivity and the confidentiality, it really prevents people from getting together and giving each other a pat on the back. And sometimes, you know, principals are so busy with their lifestyles that they don't have a chance to be able to recognize uh, what a great job the, uh, the estate manager or house manager is doing. And so that was where we first developed the concept of this PSP of the Year Award. Um, the award recognizes any private service professional uh, in service that has been uh, a leader in their field for that particular year. Um, we, we will send out nomination forms to the association asking people to nominate PSPs. Now, this is a crucial part of this award because we need to get feedback from all of our members. So if people are going to the DEMA meetings and, and they're, they're meeting people that are really stepping up and helping a movement forward to, to provide change to this industry, those are the people that we're looking for to be nominated for this, uh, for this award. Uh, once we receive those nominations back in, uh, we go ahead and we contact the uh, private service professionals, uh, the top three nominees, and we have them fill out a questionnaire. 
And the questionnaire goes over their background, their history, what they've done over the last year in the industry to uh, to warrant and validate, you know, receiving the honor of being the private service professional of the year. And then we submit that to past award winners to vote on uh, who will win that award. The second uh, platform that we provide is is even more beneficial. And I think this one is just as uh, valid and important uh, as the private service professional of the year. And that's the DEMA Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, this award is given to an individual that has served in the private service industry for over 20 years and has delivered a constant track record of excellence. Uh, the person is selected the same way as PSP of the year. And let me just tell you, DJ, there is nothing more rewarding for Mike and I and all of our chapter presidents than to see a private service professional who has been, who has been in service for over 20 years stand up in front of their colleagues and be able to tell their stories. I, I, both of you guys have been to convention. You've been to the award ceremony, and I, I, I'm sure that you guys feel the same way. It's an awesome experience, and it's truly touching um, to see the moments of camaraderie that go on uh, when, the, when the private service professional can receive that award uh, in, in such a setting and format. Yeah, yeah, it's a really great experience to be there at the convention and see those awards being given, uh, and and not only you know the the, the um, agency of the year and the, some of the other awards that are presented at the banquet is is quite a fun experience. I would wholeheartedly agree with you there, Matt. Gary, quickly was wondering just how winning that award has affected your life and kind of what it means to you to be named Private Service Professional of the Year. Well, if you were at convention, you would have seen how choked up I was. So <laughs> I remember. That, that'll give you an indicator. But, uh, no, it, you know, I, I'm a very, you know, in the, DEMA, in, the, in the DEMA arena, it felt very good being recognized. Listen, nobody gets to see me in action in, the, in my four walls as an estate manager. I'm extremely focused and serious. But on the opposite end, I'm, uh, you know, I could be known as a wild and crazy guy. So it was, it was, it felt good to be recognized as a professional in that arena. And uh, and it's, you know, I mean, let's face it, uh, my, uh, it's one of the reasons why uh, it, it it made my principal a true believer through my communication to him in Dima. And uh, and I and you know to move on to that, I think that's a very important factor to uh, to get our uh, our uh, our principals uh, involved. So uh, you know, I I think it's just it's given me some new uh, some new energy and excitement. Not that I really needed to to really push this DEMA movement even further because. The intelligent ones who do this for DEMA realize that at the end of the day, it, it, will, it will benefit us individually and all of us globally uh, in this industry. So, with, uh, with that being said, Gary, I, I, it's, it's an honor to have you as, as, an, uh, as one of the winners um, of the Private Service Professional of the Year Award. Um, we're, we're honored to have you serve uh, on the board as much as you have in the different locations. And we really do appreciate everything that you do. Um, with that being said, I know that both of you guys are going to be in attendance at uh, this year's conference in New York, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Looking forward. 
All right, cool. So with that being said, um, I just want to take a, a couple, a quick second here and let people know that if they do want to uh, enjoy and, and, and come and, and experience the regional management conference, uh, we're just two and a half weeks away. So the time to go ahead and purchase your tickets is now. Uh, the conference is an all-day event from 9 to 5 on April the 23rd, which is a Saturday. It's being held at the World School in New York. We'll be having presentations on global emergency medical management, art collection management, human resource and payroll management, home automation management, and wardrobe care management, as well as uh, vendor management, which will be a panel made up of other DEMA members uh, from the New York tri-state area. Um, you can go ahead and register and attend uh, the event uh, by going to demaconvention.com. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to, to click on the regional event. And you can also uh, purchase your uh, DEMA convention tickets, which will be in Gary's hometown. Uh, well, it's your hometown now of uh, Scottsdale, right, Gary? That is correct. Go Scottsdale. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, with that being said, Gary, I know you've attended both uh, the regional workshop last year in San Diego. That was our first one. Uh, what a time that was. Um uh, there was lots of education done and, and lots of other things, and uh, so that's uh, it's always a good time to be able to to get together. Um, what would you say were the benefits of of, of uh, coming to the regional workshop? Education and networking. Um, if you're intelligent, you're successful. If you network, you gain resources, and there's nothing better. Uh, to to your success and future success as uh, as a PSD. Uh, with being an intelligent, resourceful individual, bottom line. Excellent. And let me let me throw out an insight that I have. I think that sometimes folks who gravitate to working in private service uh, can be a little introverted, and I know that sometimes it can be hard to go and and just go to a meeting where you don't know anybody or to go to a convention where you feel like you're just a total outsider or going to the workshop. And I guess if I were to, to share a piece of insight to somebody who is maybe new to private service or who works in private service is don't let that keep you from doing this because I know that Matt and Mike and the leaders of this organization are working very, very hard to make it very inclusive, to make people feel really warm and welcomed and to make them feel like they're part of an association where everybody can benefit. And it may take a little effort on your part to reach out and extend a handshake and say hi, but it's definitely <laughs> worth the effort to do that. So um, I know one thing, go ahead. If I could pipe in on that, you know, first year convention was, was a whole lot of new people getting to know each other first. And mm -hmm. now it's just, simply amazing when you attend these uh, conventions now because it's like it is just family. And the family right. who know each other are equally as warm and excited and welcoming to, to mm -hmm. anyone new. And the new people feel that Dima love and that family right off the bat, and, and, mm -hmm. and they become a believer just because of that. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree with you more, Gary. I know, Gary, one of the things that's been interesting is I, I'm a big fan of Downton Abbey, the series that just ended. And it's kind of fun to think about how private service has evolved over the years. 
And I guess I would just be curious to know if you have any insights as, as you've watched private service evolving over the years, maybe uh, things that you found interesting or also the things that you kind of see on the horizon as you look forward maybe the next 10 to 15 years down the road, kind of the things that you might be thinking about as far as private service. Well, I, I think some things that we, that we haven't had in the past and things that are, that, that are emerging uh, in the technical sense, uh, labor laws and, um, and um, uh, tax uh, laws in regards to specifically the domestic industry. I think that's very mm-hmm. important that we learn that as the gatekeepers of the principles to make sure that they are in absolute compliance uh, and on the other end of it, to, to make sure that the, the, the staff are being uh, uh, treated correctly. Uh, and, and that moves me into uh, professional respect and comp- compensation. Uh, I think that is a, a very important movement. Uh, you know, we deal with ultra-high network individuals, and these are very intelligent individuals that are CEOs, of their own companies, and they truly understand. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that they don't understand, and the only way they will understand is by us educating them that they must, in order for them to retain the great people in our industry, that they must treat us the same as they treat their CFOs and COOs and and et cetera, et cetera, that they must compensate us correctly. They must provide the right benefits uh, as they do in their corporate environment. So I think that's the changes uh, we're seeing, and that's the changes that we continue uh, to need to see, uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Gary, because when you think about what the estate manager does and the intimacy that we have with our principals and their families, I mean, we know more details about their life than the attorney or the the accountant, and it's, it's uh, there is a certain element of intimacy that's certainly to be valued there. And that's one of the things that I think Matt and Mike and the association are really trying to do is to instill this level of professionalism and to have a professional mindset towards how we how we do our careers. And I couldn't agree with you more in that regard. Matt, with that said, um, I want to ask you the same questions. As you look down the future, as you're working with the association, what are some of the things that you see coming down the pike? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I I, I, want, I was uh, smiling to myself when Gary was talking about human resources and reaching out and having the right network because uh, our guest host, our, our, our guest uh, next week, DJ, is going to be Rachel Kurth. And I know mm-hmm. um, Rachel Kurth is going to be one of the presenters on human resource and uh, employee laws. Uh, she's based out of New York, but her uh, her her office does um, legal work throughout the throughout the world. And Gary has actually had a conversation with her already. So that goes that goes to show exactly you know what uh, what Dima has to offer uh, as far as the networking goes. So um, with that being said. I mean, look, we're we're constantly working on new things more so than ever. Um, obviously, uh, we have a ton of programs that that we've been working on over the last uh, eight years. It's been awesome to be able to develop relationships and be able to set up chapters throughout the uh, throughout the globe. 
that allow you guys to network. But um, recently, we've uh, we've kind of come up with a, a list of programs uh, that we are going to be uh, providing for our membership. Uh, the first on the docket uh, that you guys know about already uh, is a uh, was to provide a nice piece of literature that PSPs could leave on the coffee table uh, for their principals to be able to learn more about what DEMA is and uh, what DEMA stands for. I think one of the problems with a lot of associations out there uh, in the past that have tried to do this is that, you know, maybe the, the principals are a little bit concerned that, you know, uh, that, 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 that it's, it's a union or something like that. But DEMA is really there to provide safety and security first and foremost for the principals. Uh, that the private service professionals uh, work work with. And um, the only way to do that is to make sure that we have well-educated uh, private service professionals and also vendors. And so we've done this by uh, producing uh, a guide called the supplier. Uh, it's going to be a four-color supplier guide. Um, with, uh, with, and I think that you guys are going to be really excited to see it. We're planning on launching that. Uh, we will have copies of that at the conference in New York. So you guys will be able to take, take a look at that. Uh, another piece that we're uh, launching that we're really excited about is the, um, the, the different, um, uh, uh, safety security councils. Uh, we have a child care council and, and a couple of different things that we're going to be rolling on. So, um, and then a bunch of other things that we're going to be releasing different tool wise in 2016 at the convention, um, you know, with our theme being agents of change, we definitely want to live up to that. And uh, we're planning on, on, on announcing those. So um, with that being said, there's a lot of different things that we're going to be doing as well as expanding uh, DEMA overseas. Uh, we've got a couple chapters right now. We're going to be expanding overseas. So uh, with that being said, uh, Gary, you know, we've got about three minutes left, so um, I, I wanted to, to talk with you real quickly, um, you know, and, 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 and talk uh, very briefly about your, your work with some of the agencies. I know that you've had a, a few positions uh, since you've been part of DEMA. What, what are your thoughts and views on, on, on the agencies and how DEMA works with the agencies? Well, I think it makes total sense that uh, that the agencies have come come to a place finally where they realize that they should work with DEMA and that DEMA is not a placement agency because that was the myth uh, in the start and, and the thought of that's who we were going to try to become and, and that's not who we are and that's not who we would like to be. But we would like to work with the best of the best agencies. And the best of the best agencies are not going to treat uh, the PSPs as a number. They're going to treat them as a professional. They're going to go to bat for them, and they're going to make sure that they provide the accurate information to ensure that uh, the, the, the PSP in mind is the absolute correct fit and that they're going to be compensated correctly. And I, I, I would say that, you know, that's most important, and I know and I know DEMA pushes to uh, have relationships with uh the agencies that will conduct themselves in that manner. All right, excellent. Well, with that being said, Gary, uh, we are all out of time. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of DEMA Live. I'd like to thank Gary Cochran for being on the show, uh, as well as the listeners uh, that, were, that were listening in today. Gary, I'd like to thank, uh, thank you for sharing your insights and, 
and, and all your philosophies regarding this topic. DJ, as always, uh, thank you as well for uh, for joining me today. And um, with that being said, if you have any further questions regarding how you can become more involved with your local chapter, FEMA, or you have questions about the private service industry, please feel free to contact us at info at domesticmanagers.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have some suggestions for a potential topic or guests you'd like us to interview, please contact us at the same email, info at domesticmanagers.com. Uh, we look forward to seeing everyone at the regional conference in New York on April the 23rd, and be sure to mark your calendar for this year's national convention in Scottsdale. We're also excited to announce that DEMA Live will be back on the air next Wednesday, April the 13th, when we will be joined by HR attorney Rachel Kirk. This event will be, as always, at 12 Eastern Standard Time. As always, I've been your host, Matthew Hack, and until, until next time, we will continue to serve those that other.